At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. So the last tool that came on loan from the master group was the YJ Digital Torque Wrench. Now, if you're into mini splits, VRFs, VRVs, and you're doing installs, in that install manual, there's a torque setting for the flare nuts. Now, you want to torque those nuts. You got to torque your nuts, right, to the right setting. Now, that tool allows you to do so. It also allows you to go around and check torque settings on a PM. If it's over-torqued, you're not going to know because someone's over-tightened it or set it to the right torque. But if they're under torque because they backed out expansion contraction, it allows you to set the torque back by using that tool. It's got a an offset in the head, which doesn't allow you to round or strip out the nut, which I like. Um, it's got LEDs and an audible sensor. So when you p- input your torque that you want, as you're tightening, those LEDs, they increase to, to the last one. And if you can't see those LEDs, it's got an audible sound that when you get to the torque, it has that sound so you know when to back off. So it's a cool tool. It allows you to do your installs a bit better because you're you're actually installing them to spec. And guys, it's just, it's the way of the times now, man. We, we want to do everything right. So check it out. It's the YJ Torque Wrench sent out by the Master Group. Check out master.ca. All right, we're going to try something new here with Nice Job. And the reason being is because I didn't realize how important online reviews were from uh, a one-man show standpoint a residential uh, company standpoint, even even commercial when you're newer. So here's the thing. My company is uh, like over 30 years old that I work for. We didn't have to rely on online reviews back then because they weren't around. So it was all word of mouth and you build up a customer base and everybody knows about you and you don't need to worry about reviews. If you're a new company, um, if you want to blow up in your local area, reviews are very important. There was somebody that reached out to me and said that there was a guy that was going to hold him ransom uh, give him a bad review if you didn't give him the price that he wanted. These are some of the things that you hear about that are odd that I think that if you're reading a review, you're you're going to kind of know that that's not really an honest review when you read it. Um, the HVAC Know-It-All app got a one-star review from somebody that said they were upset they had to pay a small fee, which I didn't really think was a fair assessment of the app itself. But these are the things you got to deal with. So I-, I wanted to try this out with Nice Job because what nice job does and there's obviously a fee involved with it and, and i'm going to leave a link for you guys in the podcast notes is basically when you're done with a job make sure you you do the job properly your professionalism is outstanding and you leave that place cleaner than when you got there and then what nice job does is it allows you to send the customer back a text real quick that gives you um lets them give you a review and then they follow up with with emails afterwards and once they review they're taken off of that follow-up email so they're not spamming anybody, which is which is a good thing because nobody likes to be spammed. But a customer isn't usually going to give you a good review. They're just going to let you go on your way, say thank you very much, and send you on, uh, on your way. So this allows the customer to be reminded to give you a review, and it builds up your online presence in a positive manner. So this is what Nice Job does, and this is why when I talk to them, um, I'm like, I think this is important for especially new businesses and businesses that are newer to the game and want to get that online presence. So we're going to try it out guys. There's a link in the, in the podcast notes to try out nice job. And it comes with $50 off any nice job product when you use that link. So check it out. What's up y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. So indoor air quality monitoring, I'm going to tell you a story from back in the day when I first bought my first house. It was about six months into owning the house. We made some friends in the neighborhood and they were coming over that night. But we get a knock at the door. It's this guy. He's probably around my age at the time. And he's selling electronic air cleaners, like these portable standalone ones that you you just put in a corner of a room and turn them on. And he's like, can I show you how it works? And me being in the HVAC trade, and we we didn't have kids at the time. We were just kind of free flowing. We had a couple of drinks because I think it was like a Friday night or Saturday night because we had, like I mentioned, people coming over. And uh, so we let him come in. 
he plugs it in turns it on he's like let's go in your back room for a minute or two and i'm going to show you this petri dish and when we come back into the front room the air is going to smell cleaner i'm like okay so we go into the, the back room he opens his petri dish sort of waves it around the air a bit and closes it back up he's like put this in a dark place and check on it in two weeks he's like i guarantee you'll have like weird mold and stuff growing in there so anyway then we walk back to the front room and he's like do you notice a difference in the way the air smells and i did it had like a a different scent to it almost like it was scent like it was really hard to explain but i could tell the difference in the way the air smelled and i can't remember what kind of air cleaner it was to be honest with you but anyway this the, the people came over to our house while this guy was still here we ended up offering a, him a beer he took it while he was working and he's drinking a beer with us and he's like uh you can keep this for 30 days and if you don't want it i'll come back and get it and we won't charge you and because we had people over and stuff i'm like just okay just leave it here i'll probably call you in a couple of days during the week and you can come back and get it because i wasn't paying for this thing because it was like i can't remember how much it was but it was unaffordable to me at that time to take on this this extra payment right so I get a call from uh, I get a call from his boss saying we're going to send you an invoice for the unit, and I'm like, well, I didn't buy the unit. Your guy told me I could keep it for 30 days. So this this big misunderstanding. So anyway, they took it. They didn't charge us. But I looked at this petri dish, and it did have mold growing in it. And I'm like, is this a scam? Like, was there mold already in this, or did my air in my home actually cause this mold to grow in this petri dish? Anyway life goes on that was years ago so that to me is not really a good way of monitoring the indoor air because who knows like i don't know what sort of uh sort of games they were playing with me but now there's a way that we can monitor indoor air and have a look at it through through data collection and um, i'm gonna have ben reed on the podcast we're gonna interview ben he is the vp of products from haven iq by zoa and we're gonna talk about their central air monitor cam for short cam central air monitor and how we can capture data like humidity temperature vocs and pm 2.5 which is particulate matter at 2.5 micrometers and ben will get into more of an explanation on how that works the reason is very important to be checking the indoor air quality so we can rectify the issues if there are any instead of just throwing things like at the wall and hoping they stick Let's know what's what's wrong and rectify the issue from there. And that's what this conversation with Ben is about. So it's a good one, guys. Pay attention. Indoor air quality is one of those things nowadays. It's it's a really um, it's a, a growing subject, and it, it's being talked a lot about more. So let's get to Ben, guys. This is the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Welcome to the HVAC Know It All podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. What's up, Ben? How's it going, man? It's going fantastic. How are you, Gary? I'm doing well. I, uh, I'm looking at the, the screen behind you. It looks pretty cool. Is that like a, a sort of a, a sort of a, a test setup you got there for testing sensors and whatnot well kind of it's uh uh i have a nice big desk here in my home office and it's kind of like my tinker station over on this side yeah um so what i what i did just because i'm always on video i probably have about 20 to 30 hours of video calls a week with uh wow. team members and uh partners and stuff so i decided to take some uh a little bit of uh, duct work um, just from Home Depot and uh, slapped it up on my desk, drilled a couple holes in it and uh, used a bunch of magnets to uh, mount things on it. So I actually found that this is just a fantastic modular um, sort of tool storage solution where I can just toss in a magnet and uh, um, <laughs> rearrange my tools whenever I need. Nice. So how's the, uh, the weather out in British Columbia at the moment? Vancouver, it is beautiful. We've had a couple days of just like wonderful 24 degree weather. Um, yeah, living in a rainforest by the mountains 
on the at the edge of the ocean is a real treat. And usually it's raining here, so um, we've been trying to get outside as much as possible with this weather. Yeah, no, I, I've been to Vancouver once when I was I was only nine years old, but I remember it very very well. I remember uh, we were staying with someone that lived right right. Um, I think it was right by a marina of some sorts and we could see the mountains and stuff. Like every morning we go for a walk and look at the mountains. It was, it was surreal to me because growing up here where I am in, in Toronto, you don't see that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a beautiful place. So you're very lucky to be living where you are. Yeah. And I, I grew up on the prairies in like a town in Saskatchewan with less than a thousand people. So, um, <laughs> and having traveled, um, many different uh, continents across the world. Um, I can say that this is one of the best places to end up. Awesome. So we got to talk about Haven here and sort of the journey because I always, you guys are a newer company and I, it always wonder in my head, like what makes somebody say, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go all in at it and I'm going to bring it to market and I'm going to make something out of it and create this bit. Like, what let's take us through the journey of, of Haven, but tell us what Haven is first, and then we'll go through the journey of, of how you got to here. Yeah, sounds great. So Haven IAQ is this platform built for professionals to help them manage indoor air quality inside of residential homes. So it's uh, built for Texas Pro Channel only. And uh, we have built this device called the Central Air Monitor, which is a solid state particle sensor and also a chemical sensor, temperature, humidity. We have a couple of additional sensors in there, but it's all in this one little package. It's about the size of a candy bar. Like if we're going to do some video here, it's about the size of a candy bar and uh, you can uh, now pick it up at your local distributor. Um, and it goes in the duct, it will connect to the homeowner's Wi-Fi, and it reports its information up to the cloud so that the professional can remotely manage the homeowner's indoor air quality. Yeah, very, very well put, very simply put. So you guys uh, sent me one a few months ago to, to test out in my home, and the installation is super simple. It's like drill a hole in a duct, right? <laughs> Mount it to the duct, run 24 volts to it. There's a little bit involved with the app where you have to kind of turn it to uh, get the right airflow and make sure that you have enough airflow in the, in the duct and all that kind of stuff. But the, mm -hmm. the installation is, is super simple for sure. It, I mean, literally the, the first one, obviously you got to read the instructions and figure everything out. But once you get to know it, you could probably install one of these in probably under half an hour and get it up and running. Yeah, that's some of our techs that are um, slamming these in. They're saying, yeah, half an hour tops for most installs. Um, and we put a huge amount of effort into the uh, installation experience um, because we found that if a tech has to go back to the home after the install, like you've just lost your faith in that product. So yeah. um, one thing you didn't experience when you had first tested our product is this new like self-test procedure at the end where it does a whole bunch of additional diagnostics uh, once it's connected to the cloud to make sure all the sensors are working properly so that when the tech cool. leaves the house, it's, it's, they, they have that confidence that it's working. So when did that roll out for you guys? Uh, about two weeks ago. Nice. Um, yep. So we'll, we'll get back into how it works and, and all that later. So let's take us through the whole, like obviously a, a business, a product, um, it all starts with an idea first. So take us back to, to that. Cause I, it always like intrigues me how, how these things get to the point they're at. So take us back to the very, very beginning. Yeah, it's, it's been a journey and there's been a lot of, uh, tripping and stumbling <laughs> along that journey. So our CEO, he started his career, um, back in early about 2013, uh, as an electrician. And he was working on commercial job sites. And on those job sites, there was a lot of hazardous materials. I think it was silica dust that would be pouring onto his face on a regular oh, basis. Um, and so he would have to wear a respirator. 
Um, and uh, he would be getting frustrated in not knowing, in not knowing when to equip the respirator, when to protect himself, um, and got really curious about the other hazards that he might be uh, experiencing on the job site, like, you know, loud sounds that uh, uh, might damage uh, eardrums and such. And so he got this audacious idea into his mind that he wants to, or he wanted to create this wearable device. And so Zoa started off as a dream to create a wearable IQ monitor for job hazards to be able to make sure that uh, you know when to protect yourself. It would notify you um, if you need to equip your PPE. And he chased that for a couple of years and built up some engineering uh, capabilities to make that a reality. And after a whole bunch of engineering and and a whole lot of dreams of, of trying to make it real and a lot of prototypes, um, it became pretty clear that the technology that existed at the time wasn't good enough to make the experience of, of, of what needed to exist uh, to become a product. So my experimenting continues with the rapid locking system, RLS for short. Now that used to be sold under the ZoomLock brand, not anymore. Totally different now. ZoomLock Max is not RLS. And we had Paul Schubert on the podcast explaining that. And if you haven't heard that episode, it's a good episode just to get familiar with press tools and whatnot. Um, so they make a, a tool that's unique to an OEM, it's Pepsi, for repairing their condensing units on their vending machines. But it's only sold to OEMs at the moment. If you guys are interested in a tool that you can do the same if you want to work on small reach-ins, small condensing units, and you want to use that crimping tool for the RLS fittings, they said they would think about manufacturing and selling one to the general public or the technicians um, if there's enough interest in it. So reach out to me or reach out to Paul Schubert on Instagram, or he's even on the HVAC and what all app. You guys, if you haven't got on the app yet, come check it out guys. Cause we're building a really good community there, but reach out to me or Paul and let him know that you'd be interested in, in a tool like that for your work as well. Subco trade Fox. Well, it's a brand that started off a technician invented tool. And that was the attic pro, which I did a demo on, on my YouTube channel. You guys can go check it out. I hung it in my basement. Um, so that's what kicked off the whole Trade Fox brand. If you guys have a tool, invention, idea, prototype, drawing, whatever, you guys want to possibly talk to Supco about taking your product to the market, they'll work with you to do so. Now, there's an email for that. It's ideas at supcotradefox.com. So check that out. Uh, True Tech Tools, guys. True Tech Tools, they are a industry leader in online tool sales for the HVAC industry. Not just because they sell tools, but because they're they're willing to educate and they're willing to learn as well. A very innovative company. And I have a relationship with them, as you know. You guys want to save 8% on any tool, except for Fleer and Fluke in their store, go ahead. Use the promo code KNOWITALL to do so. Let's get back to Ben. So they spent a couple of years researching the technology, integrating it, building prototypes, um, sending prototypes out to beta testers uh, to experiment with. But they got to a point where they realized that the technology that to be able to get the like particle chemical sensing technology and all the other things that they wanted to do in a small form factor that was rugged, that had like an all day battery. That was really, really difficult at the time and would have taken way more money than he had. And so they had produced some really innovative um, in they had produced some really innovative uh, ideas around particle sensing. And they the team had gotten together to figure out what to do next. And they in the office, in one of the offices that we were in, they looked up and said, hey. So there's these ducts in the ceiling. Um, like th these guys didn't know anything about HVAC at that point in time. Um, so th they just looked up and saw the ducts in the ceiling. They're like, hey, you know what? This, those ducts overhead, they're what circulates the air inside of a building. 
And so why not put these sensing capabilities inside of the ductwork? Because you have a predictable airstream that you can harness to be able to um, pump out your readings and it doesn't move. And so when it comes to taking measurements, when you have a mobile device that you're moving around from place to place, like a, like a portable monitor, you have no idea what the person who's handling that portable monitor, what they're doing with it. Like they could be dropping it. They could be like sticking it in their pocket, which is full of, you know, rocks or gum or something like that. (laughs) There's a lot of different ways that you can damage a portable monitor. But if you have a static monitor that goes inside of a controlled space that like nobody's crawling around in that ductwork, like there there's, well, you know, Bruce Willis might be, but um, for the most part, (laughs) Ductwork is just meant for the air for the entire building's uh, um, ductwork is ventilation system. Yeah, exactly. Ductwork is is meant specifically for ventilation and filtration of the building's uh, managed air. So that's kind of where it uh, led to is uh, a whole bunch of research and product developments went into taking that. Um, portable concept and turning it into a static device, which is way easier to engineer, and then made it applicable uh, for um, the HVAC professional because it's not the homeowner that's going to be installing and maintaining this kind of thing. It's the HVAC professional. And that's over the course of the last couple of years, we've gone on uh, an interesting journey where we'd be trying to get some homeowners to do the install and they don't have the tools. They don't feel comfortable to be able to cut the holes in their duct and wire up the 24 volts to the R and the C terminal on their um, central air system. And we realized that there was just such a big gap in the market for professionals to have a device that can actually give them insights that can truly solve IQ problems because we believe at ZOA that IAQ is a long-term journey. There is no one and done uh, kind of technique to solve a homeowner's IAQ problems because it's just so complex. There's different climate zones. There's the all the behaviors of the homeowner in the home. There's the building materials. There's the Um, furniture that they put into their home. There's the chemical and particle sensitivities of the occupants. And it's such a complex problem that we focused on creating a platform that can be like a companion to a professional to learn, like to deeply learn what's going on with that home and to understand what specific solution is needed for that homeowner um, instead of just throwing one IQ product at them, you get kind of a long-term relationship building strategy um, that results in something that not only solves the problem, but hopefully improves their health in the long term. Yeah. Yeah. So the three main factors of, of indoor air quality is humidity, it's ventilation and filtration. So your your monitor picks up on all of those because we get our we get our humidity we get our voc um uh con- content within the air i guess and then we get our our particulate or pm 2.5 and actually do you want to explain pm 2.5 because there's people that probably hear that and and don't know what it means yeah so pm 2.5 is kind of it's a term that is, if you're in the air quality space, you use it all the time. Um, but it relates to the size of the particles. And so PM 2.5 particles have a diameter less than 2.5 micrometers or about 100 times thinner than a human hair. And uh, PM 2.5, like there, there's a few different classifications of particles. Like you can hear about PM 1, PM 2.5, PM 10. Um, but PM 2.5 is kind of the general standard that the industry uses where there's enough science that shows that PM 2.5 particles um, can enter pretty deep into the bloodstream and they do have an adverse effect on uh, your health over a, a you know, long-term exposure. Um, so yeah, the, the particles themselves could be anything, like they could be, you know, 
uh, flakes of skin. They could be um, uh, just, you know, dust from uh, general activities inside of the home. They could be road dust from the outside, uh, or it could be uh, forest fire smoke. So um, our sensor kind of, it's able to measure the amount, but we're not necessarily doing speciation where we're not telling you exactly what the particle is, but because we know it's PM 2.5 and all the science about PM 2.5 shows that it's harmful when you're exposed to it for longer periods of time. Um, that's why we, that's one of our primary innovations. We actually have a bunch of patents around um, PM 2.5 measurement with a solid state particle sensor. So most particle sensors need a, yeah, most particle sensors need a fan or a pump. And so there it's like a tiny little fan that's maybe like 20 or 30 millimeters big, and it's feeding the air through a small channel to be read by um, the optical sensor. Um, but for us, we paired our airflow with the blower inside of the ductwork, or, so, or sorry, the blower inside of the air handler, mm -hmm. which means that uh, we can probably outlast a lot, especially any consumer grade air quality monitor. Um, our product isn't going to have a, a motor and some ball bearings that wear out after a couple of years. Um, we're relying on the kind of manufacturing ex excellence of the um, HVAC uh, equipment uh, to be able to move uh, the air through the particle sensor on our product. Gotcha. Okay, so the humidity, I mean, that, that's fairly self-explanatory. Everybody probably in, in yep. this industry that's a technician is carrying around a hygrometer or, or some form of humidity sensor. But the VOC one is interesting. How, how are we measuring VOC? And, and I'll just tell the audience, um, just out of, out of interest sake, that I did a couple of experiments with, with the VOC in my home just by uh, spraying like chemicals into Windex. I love my wife thinks like I'm in love with Win Windex, like I'm in love with uh, <laughs> like I'm in love with Nylog, a product that I use a lot. So anyway, I, I was using it and I, I'm wiping down some stuff and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what what happens if I spray this in the return grill. So I like a couple sprays uh, and then I went and checked the app after and the the VOCs went up and I'm like, huh, look at that. Interesting. So how, how does this VOC sensor know and, and pick up like the, the, the VOCs in the air? Yeah, so VOCs are, um, I guess I'll preface this with identifying that VOCs and measuring VOCs and understanding VOCs are, it's, it's still an emergent science. Um, so our sensor, it measures total volatile organic Sorry, our sensor measures total volatile organic compounds. Mm -hmm. And what those are is they are, like, I guess the short way to abbreviate them is, is chemicals. It's, it's chemicals in the air. And so you yeah. sprayed Windex into the air and it uh, picked up the chemicals that are there. So the type of sensing element that most um, kind of inexpensive uh, VOC sensors have is that they react to a variety of different types of chemicals and they do react in slightly different ways. And so the VOC sensor that we have is able to um, pick up the majority of chemicals that you would find to be um, kind of harmful uh, to human health. But we, um, it's not similar to the particle side of things is that the sensor in there isn't a speciation sensor. So you're not going to tell you exactly how much benzene or how much formaldehyde is in the air. Um, there are sensors that can do that, but they're exorbitantly more expensive. But what we use the VOCs for is to be able to identify when you should be ventilating because the chemicals in the air, you don't filter those out really easily. You can use a few different techniques like carbon or activated carbon to be able to capture a lot of different types of chemicals in the air. Um, but those carbon capture um, uh, strategies, uh, they either require you to have a lot of activated carbon or you have to change those carbon filters often to keep them being effective. And so the tried and true method to, uh, I guess, 
once you detect chemicals inside of a home, you might not know exactly how many uh, like uh, harmful chemicals might be there. But what's really clear is that you should be ventilating because most of the time, those levels of particles are not good to be exposed to, especially for you know extended periods like hours or days. And so that's that's exactly what our pr- product, what that VOC measurement is supposed to do, is that it it acts as the trigger um, to that we're going to integrate into all of our automations that we're um, going to be releasing fairly soon here that can start a mechanical ventilation. So if you have an ERV, HRV, uh, a powered ventilator, or uh, a variety of other mechanical ventilation strategies, that chemical sensing uh, capability is meant to take action when those, or it helps you take action when those levels uh, get above a what we deem to be a harmful level. Yeah. That's cool. So what I've noticed too, is that if I go back into the, the, the portal, the pro portal, or, or even on the app and just look to see like at six o'clock PM in the evening, like why did my VOCs go up? And I'm like, well, that's the time that we were cooking. So, I mean, it's almost like cooking gives off, like, I don't know if it's the heat on the the stove and the, the chemicals that are in the materials in this, in the stove are sort of getting out into into the air but it, it seems like when we cook and and cooking is always one of those things you should be ventilating when you're cooking anyway because of the uh the the moisture and and the, the smells mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff so i i do notice it when when we're we're cooking so uh, if you go back to the web portal portal or the app and you can see that someone's been cooking in the house you can actually go back and go yeah someone was cooking there or somebody was cleaning there and there's an event going on with with either the VOC or, or the PM 2.5. So you can actually see why it would be an advantage to ventilate during these times, to ventilate during cleaning, to ventilate during cooking. Um, the other thing that you can you can see, which, which I thought would be very cool for the summertime, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're, you're running your AC, and you're pulling moisture, but once your AC shuts off at the temperature that you've set it for, your humidity is is still there. You might need to further get rid of more moisture in that in that space, and you can't do that with the AC if the temperature is at set point because it's just going to overcool the house. And cold and damp doesn't feel good. Then you can say, hey, well maybe maybe I, if you have it in your own house, or the customer that the house is in, maybe they they need some sort of dehumidification in their home, um, right? Yeah, you just or yep. HRV if the VOCs are getting high, or they need a better filter system if the PM two point five is high. So basically, it lets the the owner of the home see what's going on in the home, but it gives the contractor sort of a leg to stand on when it comes to offering up the right sort of IAQ solution to that customer. Right? Yeah, we see that a lot of um, contractors have problems having the, the IQ conversation with homeowners um, because either the, the contractor has their tool or the homeowner bought their own tool. And then like they kind of both point at their own individual data and there isn't a common ground to, to um, connect on. And so having that information available for both parties in slightly different formats um, allows the homeowner to have that peace of mind that they are getting notifications and soon like to have the peace of mind that their automations are working properly, that their home is taking action for them. But I'd say more importantly, the contractor can then have the conversation with the homeowner about the new strategies, equipment or services that they'd want to offer um, to upgrade uh, the home's uh, ventilation filtration system um, through like you can generate a report right from the pro portal and add your comments mm-hmm. to it so that you outline kind of a section of data to say that, hey, look at this, like every day um, at, uh, you know, 6 p.m., we see a big spike in particles and chemicals and it persists for six hours. 
And so like that means that whatever strategy you're currently using isn't good enough. So you, the contractor can give some advice on, you know, some cooking tips, changing cooking oil to get a lower um, uh, smoke point um, or to turn on that uh, um, hood fan if it is ventilating to the outside because recirc hood fans don't really do anything. Um, mm-hmm. But more, more importantly, it's the, it's creating the trust. It's, it's making sure that the homeowner knows that the contractor is, uh, does have the full picture of what's going on in the home and that they can make a decision together because oftentimes it's a fairly big chunk of change that the homeowner like has to make a decision on, on being like, well, do I want to go buy that new toy like like you know a sidhu or whatever it is that i want to get or do i want to protect the lives of myself and my family um and with that data you're able to broker that conversation with a lot more confidence and uh, help them see the value of of the things that you're trying to um pitch to them uh because it's just clear right there in front of you with that data yeah, it's. I was talking to someone else today about data and analytics, and we just live in this world where people now expect it almost. Like, if you're going to tell me there's something wrong with something going on, uh, where where's the data to back it up? Like, why I can't just go off your yeah. word, right? Yeah, pr- pr- prove that, that that's happening, and everybody's a skeptic, and mm-hmm. uh, anybody can get online and research and stuff. But if you can give the hard data to a customer that you might not necessarily be an, in an argument with, but where they need proof, you have it now. And that's where that's where the technology, as I mean, as transparent as I can be, we just had a bunch of technical difficulties here uh, in the middle of the conversation. But te- technology can be a bummer at times, but at times it can uh, be a good thing. And, and it's a good thing, I think, when people are improving something like their indoor air quality because of the data that is backing up that's saying you need this or need that or don't need this or don't need that in in your home. Yeah, exactly. And, and we want that conversation about the data and about solving the problem to persist well beyond just a, like I said, air air quality is a journey. It's not a one and done. And the seasonality of whatever region you're in, every season brings new, air quality problems that need slightly different strategies. And so we at, at, at ZOA believe that um, like that long-term relationship with a customer, if you can um, convince them to uh, you know join you for a service maintenance contract where they're putting trust in you that you're going to take care of them. And Haven IAQ can be that uh, kind of supercharger to that trust relationship um, where they can call you up and say, Hey, what's going on? I kind of, uh, you know, my eyes have been watering for the last couple of days. I don't know why. And then remotely the, the, um, you know, the service company, the manager, whoever it is that's looking at the data can then have a conversation, can even see that real time, uh, data inside of the pro portal and, uh, provide recommendations and continue building that trust. Um, hopefully to be able to secure that, customer for long-term um, uh, financial decisions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, a cu- couple other things is uh, one, just a, a quick discussion. There's been people asking me because I've been talking about uh, your product to some people in the industry and, and showing it to some people online and stuff. And they were asking about CO2. And you said that you had a, um, you wanted to touch on that sure. for a minute, just just because people are asking, and it and it is something that people do like to look at or monitor in an indoor space. So, if you could hit on that for a minute, yeah, and it's beyond just being being something to just to have a, as a nice fun thing to monitor because it's 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 interesting. It's actually really important for certain strategies in managing IQ. So CO2 is really, really important, especially in commercial where there are mechanical ventilation standards that uh, you have to comply with. And uh, CO2 is a really good proxy for being able to understand the occupancy uh, of the space. So like how many people are in there, because there's a lot of great um, science and studies that kind of show, uh, you know, if your space is X size, 
um, and CO2 levels raise by X amount in X amount of time, uh, then you can extrapolate that there's this many humans in the space and thus you can do something like demand controlled ventilation. So CO2 is a super valuable tool for taking action to solve certain air quality problems. Um, and again, it is actually a, it's something that's employed on a regular basis in the commercial world. So we're, we've actually been prototyping CO2 for years. Um, and er, in everything in life, there's always a trade-off. And so there's like that, like, you know, triangle of time, cost, and performance. And like, that's really rings true in the product development and engineering world, um, where, uh, we have been examining uh, some of the CO2 sensing options on the market um, since we started this journey. And we haven't been satisfied with the performance of any of the um, sensors that we've been integrating into our platform. And uh, we, we, we still talk about CO2 about every week, um, trying to figure out uh, you know, if when is the right time to be able to release it. So we are currently waiting on the convergence of the technology to kind of hit the right kind of cost performance ratio. Um, and we think it's coming pretty soon. Um, so we're doing some additional uh, kind of prototyping later in the year. And we have a pretty robust beta program uh, that anybody can apply to be a part of. Uh, well, if you're an HVAC pro and um, we will kind of put out a call in in a little while, I can't say when, um, but uh, we'll be testing um, some new CO2 prototypes uh, to um, see if they're at the performance level that we want. And then maybe it'll become part of a product line in the near future. All right. So that takes care of the CO2 thing. And when you guys are ready, I would love to um, test it out for you guys as well, because um, I'm a fan of new technology and testing things. And being a guinea pig because I learn and, and I help you guys learn. And, and when you guys learn, it helps you provide a better product for your customer, which I think is, is the, is the end game is to provide the best possible product you can through testing and through R and D and, and through, um, actual real technicians getting their hands on it and using it. Right. So, um, segue into the, into the next topic is mm -hmm. how does a contractor, get their hands on a haven um to start installing them into into their customers homes and how do they how do they once once it's installed how do they go about monitoring and, and how do they keep track and, and how do they keep up to date on on their customers um indoor air quality yeah so we're in our company it's funny there's only we only have one guy with HVAC background and everyone else is uh, technologists and engineers. And we heavily rely on our field, uh, uh, kind of a beta testing and uh, having really deep and broad connections with the market and trying to get that feedback, feed it back into our platform and uh, make it better for everyone. So we're super pumped to now uh, have our product on the shelves uh, at Goodman uh, and a couple of different uh, independent distributors as well. Um, so you okay. should be able to walk down to your supply shop and ask for a central air monitor um, and it, you or Haven central air monitor. And you'll be able to uh, get one of those uh, ordered. And you could also pick it up at TrueTech Tools. Um, but once you have one, uh, the, what we advise is for people to do what you did, Gary, is, is to use it like a personal experience. And so we, we actually even have a personal use program where okay. somebody is, if, if you, instead of going down to your supply house, you can actually get a discounted unit from us directly, um, by sending an email to sales at haveniq.com. And uh, we'll hook you up with the order form for a single um, sort of uh, evaluation unit that mm -hmm. you can use to just get used to the tech so that you know how to do the install yourself, but also to be able to create those personal anecdotes that you can use as your sales tools um, when interacting with customers. Because if you can show them, show up to their house and show them the app with your own personal experiences and say that, hey, I had some humidity problems and then I went and installed a dehumidifier and check out what happened over time is that we had a really big improvement 
Um, and so that's that personal use program is something we really encourage techs to go after for their first experience. Um, but getting onto the platform using the software, we have a self onboarding process now where you just download the Haven IQ app or you go to pro.haveniq.com, which is our pro portal. Um, and you can create an account. You use the same account across both platforms um, and you set up your service company in it and you can start doing installs. So we have install videos. We have a Haven Pro certification program. Um, and like we mentioned at the beginning, the app, we've spent a huge amount of time optimizing it so that the installation experience is just as delightful as possible. And we're always looking for feedback. So um, if you love it or hate it, you can tell us and let us know. And we have a 1-800 number that if you're stuck during an install, you just give us a ring. Awesome. And what you said about the personal use program, I think that is a super good idea because there's a lot of technicians out there. They just want to be techs. They don't want to have to be involved in selling things to the customer, but it's, it's part of our job really to sell things to a customer when it's needed. Like mm-hmm. th- th- there's, there's walking into a home and trying to sell, um, $15,000 worth of equipment, a whole bunch of stuff people don't need, but there is walking into a home and selling things that a customer does need. Yeah. Um, and, and, and if the, the personal use thing, what I'm getting at is if you have it in your house, you know that it works and you've taken advantage of correcting things in your own home for your own indoor air quality, then you don't feel like you're selling something to someone. You feel like you're almost uh, giving a, a recommendation to a product and letting them know that it's worked for you. And then then it's in their boat. If they, if they want to go ahead, they, they go ahead. But at least on your conscience, you know that that product works and you know it's provided yourself value, right? I, I, I love that. I Yeah, the personal connection to it. And so you have the trust that our product actually does what we say it, say it does. Like trust but verify is a great uh, quote that I like to use where um, you need to prove to yourself that our product just isn't a pile of garbage. Um, so install a cam in your own house and then you become a storyteller. You become a storyteller with a personal story and it's not about making a sale anymore. You're just telling the your homeowner that you're there to take care of. You're there to help solve their problems. Don't even think about trying to you know sell them stuff first. Think about convincing them that, hey, like indoor air quality is hard. Fixing it is not going to be something I can just do in one sitting. And we need to go on a journey together to uh, to figure out what, what your problems could be. Because there's a good um, uh, quote or a stat where 80% of homes have one or more IQ issues. And so that's the majority of time you're going to find opportunities to connect to them through the data. And the data, if you then need to make a sale... Um, the data makes that sale super easy after you have a central air monitor installed in that customer's home. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And it's, um, it's so far I'm loving it in, in my home and I have an HRV in my house. Uh, so I've seen the benefits of, of when we cook in the VOCs and whatever that they, they, they start to climb, they're dealt with quickly because the HRV is constantly running on low speed um does it have a boost mode i'm i don't think so it's just got it's got low high and intermediate so if it so here's a quick other um plug is that if it has like a boost mode or a mode that you can set with a switch um you're going to want to use our new device that we're coming out with in a few months called the central air controller and so this has um two dry contact circuits where like some of our internal testers right now are hooking this thing up to an HRV boost switch or the high mode switch. And then when the central air monitor detects that high VOC or high humidity event, you'd actually be through the software, it lets you set up the automation so that this turns on or off a power ventilator or your ERV switch. So that's going to take your current IQ strategy to the next level. So Yes, we're excited yes, to release it, it, this. It's it, it's what makes the platform complete because just monitoring—that's only the first part of the um, equation. 
and acting automatically on behalf of you know the professional or the whole like being able to fix the problem without intervention that's where the magic really happens yeah no you know what because my hrv is always in in low speed because i find it when when it's in high especially in the middle of the winter Mm -hmm. you do get it it doesn't exchange enough heat to to get that air warm enough so when the furnace is is off but the fan is continuing to run you can feel like almost like a cold draft so that's why i have it in low but i'm going to look into what you're saying because if i can wire that into the high speed when we have a high event that would be super cool just just for like maybe 15 20 minutes after a, a high event voc exactly. and then get it back down to normal and then switch it back to low that would that would be something i would definitely be interested in we're, for sure. we're just about to do beta testing on it so we'll we'll reach out to you um uh when we've got that uh beta testing uh protocol all ready to go and we'll send you one awesome well well thanks for your time tonight it took longer than expected because of these technical issues but i mean uh it's it's the internet i'm in a basement <laughs> so i mean like like my podcast intro says uh recorded from a basement somewhere in toronto canada so i i appreciate your time tonight ben and uh, i wish you a lot of success w- w- with your product because i think it can help people and and the the co2 impl- implementation see now i'm starting to have technical difficulties i can't speak <laughs> the, C- the co2 implementation and and the device you just talked about with the, the switching over to high speed i think is going to take your product to the next level for sure absolutely all right man have a great night you too thanks so much gary no problem all right thanks ben i appreciate that guys and, and ben dropped the email for you guys if you want to go out and get a personal cam to try in your home so you can have that anecdotal evidence and data um, from your own home that way you can pass it on to customers and stuff like that and i'm writing an article just so you guys know i'm writing an article should be out on hvacknowitall.com soon that sort of involves the the three main factors of indoor air quality and my experience with the haven iq monitor And, and i've kind of written it in a way where you can actually share it with your customer to educate them on monitoring and how to rectify the problems in your home. Because let's face it, um, your customers are there uh, for you to service. They're supposed to put their trust in you. And one way you can do that is monitoring their home. Obviously, they're going to have to pay for it for you to do so. But then you can rectify any issues that they're having in their home. So anyway, guys, that's it. Thank you once again to the master group. Ben, awesome conversation. I'm out. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.